right, we are back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show author Sarah Dessen. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Tell me about your backstory as a writer. How did you decide to get into the world of writing? Well, I always loved to write from when I was a little kid. I had a, this is how old I am, I had a typewriter, a manual <laughs> typewriter um, that my parents gave me when I was in grade school, and I, and I had a little desk in our TV room, and I used to sit there and type up my little stories oh. and file them away, because even then I liked a filing system. Um, <laughs> and my parents encouraged me a lot, but it really wasn't until I got to college that I started thinking that I might be able to do this for a living, and it kind of took having uh, a professor say that they thought I was good at it, because I think anytime you're going into the arts, it's so scary because there's not a set trajectory. So to have somebody that you respect say, you know, you're good at this and you might want to pursue it was sort of gave me the permission that I needed to sure. do it. And how did you pick uh, your genre and your style? How did that come about? Well, I just fell into young adult, actually. I had written two books that were not, did not have teenagers as narrators. And then my third one had a 15-year-old narrator, and so when I ended up in an agent's office and she said, oh, this is young adult, I was like, oh, no, I'm not young adult. I'm a, I've gone to this very rigorous university you know, seminar, and I was like, I'm a real professional contemporary writer, and she was like, just trust me. Trust so me, yeah. So she, she sold it to a, um, a YA publisher, and that's how I ended up in YA, and it's just been the perfect place for me. Amazing. Um, I think yeah. I've always been more comfortable with the teen voice, but I just didn't really realize it until then. Do you do you find yourself putting your own backstory into your characters as far as, you know, what they're going through? I think occasionally. I mean, not totally, because I always feel like when I write about myself, it doesn't sound as good as mm-hmm. when I'm making stuff up. I'm yeah. a much better liar than I am. <laughs> but I definitely, I was very unhappy in high school. It wasn't a good time for me. I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a particularly good daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of angst and everything. And so I think... I'm able to take that feeling. It's not hard for me to get back into that place. Also, I live in my hometown, so I still drive past my high school at least once a week. Oh, wow. So those memories and that, that part of my life is not so far away. Where are you from? Um, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Got it. Okay. How does it feel to have sold more than 10 million copies in print? That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's happened over 20 years, though. So it's yeah. been very gradual, which I think is nice. I think I started out very small with my first book, and every book has been a little incremental jump, and I think that's been the best way to do it, was the slow build. Um, but I feel very fortunate to still be, this industry has changed so much in the 20 years, you know, when I started there was no Harry Potter, there was no Twilight, there wasn't even the teen section at the bookstore, all the children's books, quote unquote, were slammed together in one place. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been lucky enough to sort of stand by and watch this genre grow and see it get so much more attention and so many more readers. So that's been really cool. You know, it's interesting you talked about high school. I I was a terrible student in high school. It's not a predictor of anything, I believe, whether you bomb your SATs or you get bad grades or you cheat on a stupid test in eighth grade. You know, you just, you kind of go through this funk. And my theme of my show is get the funk out. How do you, right. how did you remain positive through the ups and downs of finding yourself and being a writer? Well, I think, you know, high school was a bad time, and then I kind of got my act together. I went off to college. I dropped out of the first school that I went to. So, again, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, there, I always, when I go back and speak to high school students now, I say, you know, it's okay if you don't have it all together right now. Like, right. It, the, the fact that you should expect somebody at 17 or 18 to know what the whole trajectory of their life is going to be and to be working towards that is insane. Forget it. You know, right. I mean, we all make mistakes, especially when we're young. That's just part of it. That's how you learn. Yes. So I think by the time I 
dropped out of one school and then came home to Chapel Hill and then ended up in a writing class at UNC, and I had kind of gotten my act together, gotten my life together. Um, then I was able to focus and realize, you know, what I wanted to do, and I'm so grateful because the first college I went off to, I wasn't even thinking about taking writing classes. I was going to be an advertising major. Really? So it worked out, you know, just as how they should. So I have I have a lot of faith in that things do work out. Yes. So it, any bad stretch, you, you just have to sort of hang in there. Sure. So let's talk about your 13th book, Once and for All. Tell me about that one. Well, it's the story of a girl named Luna whose mom is a wedding planner. So she has grown up in the wedding planning business. Um, and I was really curious about what it would be like. I remember planning my own wedding and how obsessed I was with it. I can't imagine, like, doing that over and over and over again. <laughs> right. So I was very intrigued with the people who actually do that for a living. And I love sort of behind-the-scenes people. You know, I was a waitress for many years, and, mm -hmm. and I love writing about that, too, the people that are sort of invisible, that are doing all the work behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I was very intrigued about whether that would make you, working in the wedding business for so long and, and being sort of privy to that, would make you more romantic, less romantic? Would it make you cynical? You know, how would you feel? And so that was sort of how it begins. And, and it's the summer after graduation and Luna's last summer working for her mom before she goes off to college. Um, and she has a, a tragic, uh, her first love did not end well. And so she's sort of very wounded as the book begins. And yeah. uh, we see her trying to sort of piece things back together over the course of the summer. So relatable. <laughs> so, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so relatable. And so how was this book different from writing maybe some of your other books? Well, I think, you know, the biggest concern for me is that I'm not repeating myself. I think after 13 books, you mm -hmm. know, in this many years, I want the books to feel fresh. Um, and I do think that, that I love writing books that are set in the summer after high school because you can do a lot with that period. I've always been a big fan of the summer and, and how it has the potential to be life-changing. Um, so, but I think every book is different, you know. I, I definitely write the parent um, characters differently now. My daughter was born nine years ago, and I can see a marked difference in the way I write mom characters based oh, yeah. on how I did it before I was a mom myself. Right. I think with this one, it's more taking the perspective of my own wedding was 17 years ago, but I had two babysitters that were planning weddings before I started this book. I was just so interested in watching them. They were very different girls, very different weddings in progress, but... How, how much they worried about these tiny little details and how you can sort of approach that you want, like, this perfect day, but there is no such thing as the perfect day. Right. You know, you're lucky to just have a perfect moment now and again. So, um, so I was intrigued by that as well. Now, I know you're pretty frank about the use of alcohol and drugs at high school parties. Do people ever say, you know, whoa, this is a little too much? Or, I mean, do you get any flack for that? I haven't gotten too much flack for that lately. Good. Um, no, I, I have occasionally gotten, you know, my books have been banned from libraries and stuff for what? sexual content. <laughs> uh, but my books yeah. are so tame. I mean, yeah. look at what's out there in YA right now. <laughs> of course. If anything, I get criticized from the other direction, too. Like, my books don't have enough sex in them. <laughs> they don't have enough drugs in them, you know? And I'm like, you can't please everybody. It's just impossible. Um, so I'm trying to just write a realistic story. I think teenagers know when you are coddling them. They know when you are sugarcoating something. They're yes. the fastest. BS, you know, oh, yeah. world. Yeah. So I think you have to write the story that you want to write and that feels true to you and just kind of worry about the fallout later. I agree. I agree. And it must be different now that you do have a daughter and you're writing all this stuff. I mean, it's it's different probably, right? Yeah. Well, I think I have a lot more sympathy for the moms. You know, mm -hmm. the mom used to be sort of the mom character. Oh, she's so overprotective, you know. She won't let me do what I want. And now as a mom, I'm like, she just wants the best for you. Of course she doesn't want to 
want you to go off with that boy in that car. <laughs> right. I, 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 it's, I, I have a lot more sympathy for my own mother and for sort of moms everywhere. So I hope that comes across. I think, I think the mothers have become more developed characters and have a lot more to them than maybe they did before. Do you have advice for people that are writers and perhaps they're going through a bit of a funk creatively? Yeah, I always say to people, you know, if you're stuck, go back to the last place where you were happy writing. Or if you can't be happy writing, because I'm not happy writing a lot of the time, <laughs> go back to the last place where you felt like it was working and see what changed there. Because usually, if you are sort of hit a funk, a bad spot, something changed. You brought a character in, you switched points of view, you switched the scene or something, and whatever choice you made there, try to make a different choice and see if that makes a difference. It's like being lost and going back to the last place you recognize and go right instead of left. Yes, you know? yes. Um, you'll find your way out eventually, but sometimes you just need to, to go back a little bit to move forward. Did you ever find yourself always carrying a notebook? I mean, I know I, I when I travel, I'm on an airplane, and I just bring a notebook and a pen, and I start scribbling down ideas and characters and these worlds. How, what is your process like? Well, I usually, I don't always carry a notebook, but when, I, when I'm first stewing on a new book, I have a lot of thoughts, and I can always tell that I'm getting ready to start writing when I sit down with a legal pad and write down everything that I've been thinking about and sort mm-hmm. of get it all down on the page, you know. Um, and when I look at those, when I finish the book, it's often very different than what I ended up writing. But I, I think you can get inspiration everywhere. You just got to keep your eyes open. That is like when I used to teach creative writing, I would say that is the main thing is just be paying attention. Listen to conversations around you. You know, oh, yeah. there's stories everywhere. And my mom was really great about that when I was a kid. If we had time to kill and we were sitting somewhere, she, somebody would walk by and she'd say, what do you think their story is? Ooh, I like and that. I would make up the story, you know. So um, I think you just have to kind of keep your eyes open. Yes. And congratulations. I know you were uh, recently awarded the highly coveted 2017 Margaret A. Edwards Award at the American Library Association Youth Media Awards. That's a mouthful, but congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel like when they give you a, like a, a lifetime or career achievement, it's like, am I old now? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it was very, very flattering, and um, I'm honored. Truly. Yeah. No, you're not old. Just don't tell them the part about the typewriter. <laughs> That's right. The typewriter dates me, doesn't it? I know. Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> What would you like to do next? You know, obviously, you're on your 13th book. I'm sure you have plenty of ideas. Well, I don't have any ideas right now. I've tried mm-hmm. to, like, hold off. I often will start a new book in between sort of finishing all the work I need to do for a book that's already been sold and yes. then when it comes out. And I tried not to do that this time because it usually doesn't end up working because I'm not really ready yet. And right. I more do it out of anxiety than anything else. <laughs> I'm just hoping that by January I'll be wanting to write again and feeling enthusiastic about writing again because that's when I would normally start something. So that's I'm just great. waiting for inspiration to strike. We'll see. Hopefully I'm, it will. I'm sure it will. I want to mention your website is Sarah with an H, Dessen, D-E-S-S-E-N dot com. I know you're on Twitter, Sarah Dessen as well. Yes. Facebook, you're Sarah Dessen Books and Instagram at S. Dessen. Any last bit of advice before we wrap? Um, I would just tell people, you know, if you're struggling with your writing, just keep going. You know, the worst thing to do is just stop and give up. you got to just push through. Every day is not going to be a good day, but you can't get to the good days unless you get through the bad ones. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you, Janine. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. 
I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.